Melons, melons, you good sir, you look like you would enjoy a freshly harvested melon. Don't listen to him. Why eat fruit when you can get yourself a hearty serving of beef? Tell me, what meat has to offer that a good melon can't? The smoky flavor, the sizzling crispiness, the juices that come out when you make it just right. How are you going to say juice inside makes beef better than melons? A melon is all juice and without the hassle of cooking. Well, how many seasonings can you put on a melon? You don't need to season a melon. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I thank you both for gathering me a crowd, but I do say my product surpasses both. Elixirs. Not another vendor. Look here, folks. I have the solution to all your problems. Crips, migraines, nightmares, pain, and soreness, all neatly packaged in this small vial. The cure, you mean? Oh, no. I meant what I said. So you're telling us... That's right. This brings on the problems. And if you ever need to use this, a few drops would suffice for almost any task. But why not cure the ailments instead? I'm an alchemist, not a doctor. Besides, these are worth more than any cure would get you. And how much would that vial cost? Apologies. It appears someone of your caliber is out of buying range for anything I sell. Oh, come on. Enough of the presentation. How much? Five hundred. Five hundred? Yes. Silver. Gold. Ugh, whatever. Didn't want your silly little potion anyway. How about a melon instead? Or a cut of beef? Hey, I saw him first. No, I did. Ahem. <clears throat> I thank you gentlemen for gathering me a crowd. I'll take it from here. Ladies, gentlemen, and all else, open your ears and behold our grand spectacle. I say you are all astronomically lucky to be here, for it is time once again for the five bards to put on a show. The five bards? I've never heard of them. Neither have I. Well, now that you have so rudely taken the spotlight, go on. No, oh, I will. Show us what you got, kid. I tell you, I can make a tale about anything you want. Uh, you, sir, what do you sell? Melons. Nothing but melons. That's what I've been saying this whole time. How entertaining. Melons. Go on, Bard. Tell us about the wonders of the melon. <laughs> As you wish. As the sun sets on this wonderful day, I am reminded of a tale I heard long ago. Now, did you know that the watermelons you, my good sir, make a living off of are not native to this land? And not only that, but these melons were once a priceless item in the most extravagant transoceanic markets. Well, that was of course due to the fact that they were once the prized jewel of the mystic sea dragon! You see, the mystic sea dragon was the largest ocean creature for thousands of years. Those who hardened the rough waters all knew that if they were going to encounter just one of them, the beast would surely bring about a swift demise to all on the ship. After years of protecting the seas, there was an adventuring crew that decided that their next challenge would be to visit the home of the sea dragon. Scholars had marked where it always seemed to return, so the crew set their sights there, a forgotten island removed from many sailors' maps. Weeks and weeks they spent on the water, but finally, they had navigated to the home of the mighty beast. They docked their ship on the sands and all ran down the beach in search of anything that would make their travels worthwhile. And boy, did they find something. Deep within the jungles of the island, they found a nest, a massive bowl formed by fallen trees and cracked bones. Inside this nest lay huge green striped eggs the size of horse carts. They cut one open and saw the treasure they were looking for inside. The yolk, instead of being a typical yellow fluid, was a spongy network of soft red webbing. 
One of the sailors climbed through the opening, and inside he found a long black seed that measured almost a foot in length. Now, this wasn't just a regular seed. They say it looked like a wood carving of a baby dragon. Well, the crew brought a few of those back with them after being chased off the island by the sea dragon itself, and they planted the wooden dragons in the ground. And from those seeds grew a massive tree. We men cultivated the magic inside and harvested the eggs that sprouted from that tree. And as time went on, the plant changed from a tree to a fruit, to a staple of the everyday person's life. A treat still, but not when requiring an adventure just to take a bite out of. They say that we started harvesting these melons small because, well, if we let them cultivate any longer, the seeds will grow into the mythical beasts they were always meant to be. Fine. I suppose you could tell a story about anything. What a grand tell! Now, I'm glad you're all here to listen, but the sun is almost down and we must be going on to the next town. Come on, stay for another night. Please, do go on. We will all pay your stay for another night in the inn. What's that? Hmm? My, my coat. It's empty. That's not possible! <laughs> How did you get robbed of something in your own coat pocket? I don't understand. I've been holding the elixirs this whole time. Hey, my cart's been cleaned out too. How peculiar. My cart's perfectly fine. Nothing of mine is out of place. I apologize, truly, but <laughs> we must be going now. It was the bards! Stop them! Studios presents The Five Bards of DeSante Written and directed by Sandy Serrano performance today, everyone. You know the drill. Cassinus. A bottle of poison, whatever these other vials are, and four slabs of beef. Wonderful. Good handiwork, too. Nobody noticed until the story was over this time. Reasonable? Three sacks of the men's gold. While Casta over here was looking at the goods, he forgot that these vendors have coin to line their pockets. Well, excuse me for wanting more bang for my buck. No worries. Their pockets were still empty by the time the dragon made its grand exit. All right. Count up the coins, shave a little off the top, and give me the total later. Keglin. Only a dozen. I would expect at least twice that number from a good day's work. Well, I'm sorry, Asper. I was a bit distracted after a few kegs of saltpeter caught my eye. They were just lying off back of a few of the buildings. I was figuring out how I was going to swipe them on the way out. And how many did you end up with? Three! Excellent. That will do us wonders in the next town over. Asper, did you have time to grab anything? Oh, what? Was the melon cart not enough for you? Oh, no, no. That was fine. I was just wondering if you had gotten anything else on top of that. A whole crate of melons. Eh, that'll do. 
This town served us well, Maywood. Good choice. I do try my best, but it's about the performance we all give. Nothing feels better than telling a good story. Except for, you know, the rewards after. (laughs) (laughs) We've been on the road for a few hours now. Time to make camp. Finally. I will get the campfire going. One moment. Maywood, do we have our next town yet? Uh, no. Not yet. When are we going to know? Tomorrow morning. I'm going out to scan the area. I should be back by dawn. Have fun. Take this! Asper, would you mind letting me use the horse again? I don't know, Maywin. Buttercup here needs her sleep. There will be plenty of time for her to rest when we get to town. Come on, Asper. Oh, all right. Just be careful. Neither of you is going to be seeing well at this time of night. I will see you all in the morning. Make sure to get some sleep. I want us to be up and moving early tomorrow. Farewell. Au revoir. Adieu. Does anyone have the date? As much as you have the time. It's half past one. What? I stole a dozen watches. Is it that surprising I know what time it is? It's the 8th, I think. Is today the 8th or was yesterday the 8th? Does it matter? Of course it matters. Why does it matter so much? I just want to know if it's the 8th or the 9th. It's the 9th. One of those watches has the date on it. Wonderful. Why is that? Don't you remember? The 9th? Is... Today? No. Don't you remember what's so special about the ninth? It's Keglin's anniversary. That's what it was! I knew today was special! It's been three years, right? That it has! And what a wonderful three years it's been! A toast, then. For lasting three years with the four of us. Aw, you act like I didn't enjoy it! Do you guys remember a few towns back when we tried incorporating a blast charge into Maywin's story? <laughs> and how you guys lit the fuse too early, and the whole thing exploded in the tower you were hiding out in. And then it came crashing down onto the town square. <laughs> Don't forget that we had four extra charges stashed all over that town square! We all had to book it a few hours early. Out of all the times we've gotten chased out of a town, that was probably the most chaotic. And the most memorable! That or the time we cleared out the Bank of Alistair. Swimming in gold for weeks! Until one of us spent the whole stack on a burnt-out racehorse. Don't look at me. Castinus is the one who told me to get Buttercup. I distinctly remember telling you not to get her. Exactly. You challenged me, and I stood my ground. Well, at least we don't need to pull the cart anymore. Well, we wouldn't have a cart if you didn't buy us a horse in the first place. At least we didn't put the cart before the horse. Well, now we have both, so you're welcome. Do you guys remember the first time Reasonable tried to tell the story? We don't need to remember that one. <laughs> we couldn't forget if we tried. Oh, oh, I love this one! She called attention to herself, as usual. Then when she got the crowd's attention, she just stood there, arms dangling at her sides and stumbling over her words. Then you tried to call on me and Maywin. You guys could have bailed me out. We were outlining our pockets. It was your job to keep the crowd distracted. The best part was that the distraction was working. <laughs> Nobody would have noticed anything going on in the background. And then you called over for Maywin when I tell you the look on his face being caught fishing through this old woman's pocketbook. (laughs) Finally tired those two out? Looks like it. They took the wagon again. The sky looks beautiful tonight. I don't mind camping out under the stars. We did well today. We did? 
What do you think the next time will be like? Something big. Something profitable. You're close with Maywin. You have to know where we're going next. Oh, I don't know. Don't lie, Casta. I'm not. <laughs> sure, sure. I do know what kind of town we're looking for, though. Oh? Do you have the map? The one you've been drafting? I do. It's still unfinished, though. Maywin said he wanted us to go to a big city this time. He wants to try another heist. That's great. We haven't done one of those in months. The problem, he said, was that most big cities have heard of us. As they should. So Maywin needed to find something out of the way. Somewhere tucked in the back corner of the continent. Just to be safe. And that is... That's what I don't know. Oh, come on, Casta. Let me finish. There. It's one of these three. Sea Porter, Quintian, and... What's the last name? It's not there. I told you the map's unfinished. Well, our next city is one of those three. Are you ready for another heist? Of course I am. Good. We pull this off, the five bards will be the most well-known troop this side of the Oceanic Divide. Hey, Reesey, can I ask you something? Always. Do you ever think about what life would be like if we didn't do all of this? If we... If you would ever settle down with someone nice. Someone nice? Maybe start a family. <laughs> no. Why would I do that? You don't think it would be nice? If I was meant to be part of a family, I would have had one. But... We were all orphaned by some means or another, but that's what makes us a family. I guess. It doesn't bother you? Never getting to know where you came from? Never having anybody to turn to? Casta, I don't remember my parents. I don't remember my home. I don't remember anything about my family. Hell, I don't even remember my last name. If you could, would you want to? I... I don't know. It's never been anything I've cared much about. Why do you care so much? It's just... I wonder sometimes. Do you remember your past? Just a little. I don't remember my parents. I just know I lived in a... a big house. Uh, there were a few people there. I think life was good. And then one day... nothing, and it all disappeared. Do you remember your last name? No. I'm sorry. Don't be. That's what life is. I've learned to live it. You two! What are you still doing up? It's the middle of the night! Maywin. A bed! Now! You'll need rest for what comes tomorrow. But you two need to sleep. Get to bed. All right. Good night, Maywin. Bright and early, you two. Bright and early. All right, bards. I've got us a golden opportunity. We are going to be performing for the governor and his wife at their private estate in three days' time. Standard procedure? Yeah, same as always. Risa Bull and I... We'll scope out the town, finding everything we can about this new city, who and what we need to know for the heist. Very good. Keglin, Asper, Cassinus. We distract the town so that you have your window to investigate. Let's have a rundown of the plan. 
Reasonable and I will both be patrolling the streets around the estate, making note of anything and everything important. If there's anyone noticeable or threatening to the heist, we'll know about them. Infiltration plans, exit strategies, contingency plans, all up my alley. We meet the family, get to know them, and find out the little things. Always handy to have that in a pinch. And for the diversion, I'm thinking something big. How large is the town? Uh, city. What's the difference? Around 12,000 people and a few million gold. So the city... Keglin and Asper have been planning something big. Get the whole city's attention. We're gonna blow the place up! We're going to look like we blew the place up. Blanks, as I've officially named them. And the real ones! Tell them about the real ones! Yes, using materials from the past few towns, Keglin and I made massive fireworks. But for a much louder boom and a much closer effect, Blanks. They're marvelous! A feat of my engineering. They explode with the same size of fireworks. Same amount of smoke coverage, same booming noise, solid gray color, and without any destruction. I still say we should just use the normal dynamite! That would be so much property damage. But it would make our names known! Not for blowing up everyone who's seen it in action. I'm fine. Have it your way. I have a few regular explosives, just in case. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Why are you whispering? I saw you make them. Anyway, the blanks. A grounded fireworks spectacle ought to get the people intrigued. We have a nice combination of fireworks in the sky and smoke on the ground. Everyone's eyes will be on us. And the story? I'll take care of it. Which one are you going to tell? Something mysterious. It needs to fit the special atmosphere. Sounds good, Bards. Oh, and perfect timing. We're here. Welcome to the city of DeSante. That name... it sounds so familiar. The Five Bards of DeSante stars Lucas Philippone as Maywin, Isaiah Armour as Castanus, Poppy Lang as Reasonable, Maritza Ramirez as Keglin, Mateo Uy as Asper, Gavin Carey as The Butcher, and Dane Utley as the Man of Elixirs. Written and directed by Sandy Serrano. Assistant Director, Maya Longhenry. Executive Producers, Matteo Uwe and Sandy Serrano. Recorded, mixed, and mastered by Sandy Serrano. Sound executive, Matteo Ui. Original music and score by Poppy Lang, Isaiah Armour, and Matteo Ui. Edited by Sandy Serrano. Script supervisors, Matteo Ui, Poppy Lang, and Lucas Filippo. Casting by Sandy Serrano and Poppy Lay. Art by Jacob Oriel. The Five Bars of DeSante is a Sandglass Studios production. Special thanks to Aaron Robinson, Elias Sarmiento, Luke Godinez, Monica Rivas, Oscar Serrano, and Andrew Hoover.